and welcome back to Parenting Unpacked. You're here with Dr. Siobhan Kennedy-Costantini and Dr. Kristen Summer. I'm real sick of saying doctor so many times. (laughs) Uh, No one else says it because it kind of means nothing. So we need to use it when we can. We truly do. um, Because like even in my workplace, no one calls me Dr. Kristen. The only people that call me Dr. Kristen are my followers. Oh, really? No. My, my my first years call me professor, even though I am not a professor. That is like oh, a very so prestigious kind. title. You have, to so be a, kind. you have to have a position for like 20 years before you can become mm. professor. Although in America, mm-hmm. I think you're a professor yeah. a lot younger. It's yeah, a lecturer is an assistant professor in America. But anyways, like predatory publishing places also call me professor or dear yeah, esteemed yeah. professor. Esteemed anyways. Professor. Um, when I don't use the term doctor, my followers get mad because they don't know who I am because I am Dr. Kristen to them. So hello, Dr. Kristen, Dr. Siobhan, at your pleasure for today's episode of Parenting Unpacked. Siobhan, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, mm-hmm. I have learned my lesson and my, mind you, it will take me, I have to always learn, learn it. I love coffee so much. Mm. Um, it doesn't love me as much. Uh, I can mm. usually tolerate one double shot in the morning and then a single shot mid-morning and after that. And then yesterday I was a fool and I was like, I haven't had enough coffee. I love coffee. I'm going to have one at 3 p.m., a double. Cool. Big mistake. That was stupid. Mm-hmm. I knew it would be bad, but I'm a rebel without a cause. So mm-hmm. I was just on edge and real fidgety and unpleasant <laughs> all afternoon. Although mm-hmm. I'm glad I had the coffee because um, my sister-in-law, who is a plastic surgeon, um, had a disaster of a day yesterday and was supposed to be home at 4 p.m. and didn't get home until 7 p.m. because mm. there were issues with um, surgeons not showing up and so she was doing operations by, safely by herself that she would have normally had someone to help her with. So everything took mm. longer than it otherwise did. And then my brother, who's a teacher, had to do parent-teacher interviews. So they mm. needed someone to come and watch their little ones for a couple of hours while they tried to make life work. So I was looking after three kids under five um, during the witching hour. But Oof. it was kind Oof. of fine. It was fine. Mm. I was, I, I had that reaction when I agreed to it, um, but it was fine. They all played yes. really well. The only people that squabbled were um, my nephews who are brothers and they squabble all the time. Um, they just kept fighting over a blanket, even though there were seven blankets to choose from. They wanted the same one. Sounds right. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, everything was great. Everyone was largely well behaved. Everyone was happy. It was wonderful. We watched a weird, um, I don't know if people who saw it on my stories, a weird like Netflix kids show about anthropomorphized cats and the cat kingdom. And then my five-year-old okay. nephew was like, is that is the cat kingdom in real life? And I'm like, I don't know, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe. I really hope not. <laughs> anyway, um, no, so it was good. So the coffee, whilst um, not good for my uh mind in the sense for my anxiety it was good for keeping me awake and on top of dealing with three small male children wow i mean i can see what you mean by like they usually it's like fine it's usually really good because my kid is just a different kid when she's around her cousins even Mm. if we've got all of them and they're like hectic like everyone's yelling throwing things around the house and like we've got the fun house because we just don't care um, like yeah. people can eat on the rug, like that's fine. And like we we paint on the floor and we paint on the windows. Like we just, 
everything could be cleaned, so we don't really care. Um, so yeah, they get really hyped up. But like my daughter is so much easier because she's got her cousins to play with and she just loves yeah. them so much. Um, and they keep her entertained and like yeah, they often like motiv- each other. Exactly. Like this, I think this is why people think that it's okay to have multiple children. Like you have another one to entertain the first one, but like, hey, that novelty wears off um, yeah. and takes a couple of years to kick in. Um, so that's why cousins are amazing um, to have come over every now and then. But like having siblings means you've got two dependents now, not one. Um, yeah. So that is also a yeah, thing. It's not, it's not as simple as, but it is a benefit in that they do occupy each other some of the time. And that can be for better and yes. worse. Absolutely. Um, sometimes they can get up to really like, mischievous things together together. so yeah if it's quiet that's always a concern um but you said you like you can generally tolerate coffee i cannot i can't even tolerate a single shot of coffee at all in the day i can have a decaf coffee which still has a tiny amount of caffeine but that's it um and i didn't know this about myself until after my postnatal anxiety when i cut it out now when i have coffee i can be okay if i have it one morning but then if I have it two mornings in a row, I'm anxious for a week. Like it is something that really messes with my nervous system. And that's, mm. I, I don't understand the science behind it. I don't know if you do, Siobhan, but conveniently oh. we are actually talking about the nervous system today. So yes. this is a wonderful segue. We didn't plan yet somehow it Always managed to work out. Around. Wonderful. Yeah, so the reason we are talking about this is that I have, um, actually it's a few fold so I did a story a series of stories on my Instagram about um, heart rate variability because I have purchased and have started to use a heart rate variability training device so let's do a bit of a background about what that all is so basically um, we have our autonomic nervous system which is in a nutshell let me get a good and accurate um, obviously, I know off the top of my head, but I will. And wait, Siobhan, uh, before we yeah, yeah. lose all our listeners, <laughs> yeah. can we talk about how this relates to parenting and why we need to know this kind of stuff? Because everyone's like, oh, oh my God, she's using big words. This is boring. <laughs> so why is this important? So, totally. So I believe, and obviously there are um, variations of opinions, but probably one of the best things we can do for our children is be well-regulated. So parenting Mm -hmm. is inherently stressful. Interacting with other humans can be stressful. Um, And our children really benefit when they are confident that their parents and or parents are in control. And there's a plan, they know what's happening, and it's predictable and um, comfortable. So one of the ways that we can ensure that this is our children's reality is by being a calm, stable presence in their lives. However, as I just said, parenting can be really stressful. Um, Toddlers and or babies screaming in your face for hours at a time, not fun or pleasant. Um, So one of the ways that we can try and maintain that calm is by learning how to be very well regulated. So in the face of stress, learning to stay balanced. Um, And also when we are more balanced and more calm, we're able to enforce uh, boundaries more clearly Um, which helps our children feel like someone's in control and that there's a plan. A phrase that I learned recently that I really love is um, big fields, real real fences. So the idea that gentle parenting 
is about mm. kids have a lot of freedom, but they know where the fences are and they know that those fences mm. are real. They can't climb oh. over them. They can't push them down. That is a phenomenal uh, yeah, metaphor, metaphor, analogy, yeah. visualization. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so for, um, for boundaries or rules that are more inconsistently held, um, you can think of it as like kids being cooped up in this tiny space and there's all these fences, but they test them constantly because they don't know which ones they're allowed to climb over when they try mm. to kick them down. So it's this, like, of course, you're going to test something Oof. if you don't know it's real. Whereas if the boundaries, yeah. when you have few boundaries, but they're firmly held, as is recommended in the gentle parenting technique or authoritative parenting technique. Um, yeah, kids have a lot of freedom, but they know where the lines are, which really helps their development because they, um, yeah, boundaries are really important. And we need these as, an, as adults. Like it's helpful mm. in, all, in our relationships, in our workplaces, in our lives to know where the rules are, what's okay, what's not okay. Anyway, circle back. Um, it's easy and easier to parent um, and discipline our children when we ourselves are calm and regulated. I mean, how often, like the times in my own parenting and life where I'm less proud of my actions are when I'm highly stressed or um, tired or anything else that's making it hard to stay calm. So the way our, our nervous system is kind of a collective loose term to describe our ability to regulate our emotions and our physiological states, so our body states. So the autonomic nervous system is um, basically, it's, a, our, it's, our, it's our nervous system. It's, the, in, um, it's a combination, it has three branches, but two that we'll be talking about today, the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. So it's how our nerves convey information to our organs, our um, brain, our everything. It's how our body communicates. Um, information so it's related to our heart rate our breathing rate um, our, and it's also like when we think of fight or flight um, this is what's activated mm -hmm. our sympathetic nervous system is the definition of fight or flight or freeze so when we get like if for example we're uh, driving a car and we hear a siren um, or a really loud honking noise you kind of get that oop and then you turn around to look what's happening. So that's the fight, flight or freeze sensation. Mm -hmm. So in our evolution, it's really helpful um, in theory to, if, we, if we're fighting, we're taking on whatever the threat is. If we're fleeing, we're running away from the threat. Um, then there's freeze, which is less often talked about, um, which is kind of playing dead in the hopes that it will leave us alone. Um, and these are beneficial in some instances, but when it comes to anxiety um, and traumatic or unhealthy stress a lot of the time either our um, system is overactive so we respond um, too readily to threats that aren't real or um, perceived threats so something with that our body has decided is a threat regardless of how accurate or threatening it is so did you have anything to add to that general gist no, I think that is phenomenal. I think we talk about this all the time. Um, I use the term dysregulated. I mean, I have a shirt like in my merch for good like section on my website, which is literally like dysregulated um, in like big bold type. And that's it. That's all that's on the shirt. And there's one for kids and there's one for adults. 
Um, because it's what we talk about all the time. When you are dysregulated, you cannot regulate a dysregulated child because a dysregulated child hasn't got the prefrontal cortex capacity in order to self-regulate, so they need co-regulation. And how are you going to regulate through co-regulation with your dysregulated child if you are also dysregulated? So we spend a lot of time here talking about this and focusing Mm -hmm. on it internally for ourselves to make sure that we are staying regulated by caring for ourselves in a bunch of different ways. And that looks different depending on how busy you are and what you do. Some people take lots of time to themselves. They have, like, I think Big Little Feelings talks about the, like, solo mama staycay where they go to a hotel for a couple of days just by themselves yeah I know right that sounds like a dream but my anxiety wouldn't let me do that um (laughs) my kid would not sleep for two days um maybe one day maybe one day maybe just the day like we'll just get the day um but anyways um there's so many different ways you can do it but there's also like breathing and things like that but I think Siobhan you're about to tell us all about how we can come back to a point of regulation and how the heart rate variability kind of works into that. Yeah, so I, um, as I said in my stories, I came about this idea of a heart rate variability training device um, a few different ways. So um, Natalie from Highly Sensitive Families, um, oh, she's one of my favorite people on Instagram. Mm. She um, and I had similar first year experiences with our little one, her little boy had colic, my little one had gastroesophageal reflux disease. So just screened non-stop mm. for the first year of his life mm-hmm. um not non-stop there was some slight instances of non-screaming mm-hmm. but actually my husband and I were looking at photos of him when he was little the other day and obviously we didn't take many photos of him when he was screaming most of his photos are when he's calm and even then he has a look of pain on his face and it was just so heartbreaking and he was medicated and we were doing everything we could but he just wasn't he wasn't a well baby it was heartbreaking, mm. but also kind of validating that we didn't imagine it. He, no. He, he wasn't having a good time. And neither yeah. were we. Um, Don't but anyway, yourself. no, exactly. Anyway, so um, she, I reached out to her a lot because um, she would talk about the trauma of parenting an unwell child um, and how that affects you as a parent. And I found so many mm-hmm. conversations with her really validating. Anyway, she um, had a, a live... Um, chat with a chiropractor who um, works with HeartMath, which is the company that has designed this trainer, this device that I have purchased. Um, And they were talking all about how you can learn to regulate your response. And the cool thing is, like, and I love this Mm. about Western science in that what, in this instance, it seems to me that what Western science has done is that we've taken what... um, those cool cats in the East have been doing for millennia and gone, oh, it turns mm. out it works. What, so, meditation? Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> so other ways that you can, yeah, I know it's the best. Other ways that you mm. can regulate your heart rate, um, heart rate variability is, so mm. to break it down, HRV, heart rate variability, is the variance or the, the, um, the difference in the space between heartbeats. So in general, heartbeats. Exactly. So yes. in general, heartbeats are very regular. However, there's slight differences in how much, like minute differences in how much um, space there is between your heartbeats. And the higher that variance is or the more different um, or uh, um, changing those numbers are in between your heartbeats, the, that indicates a more regulated, a healthier, a more balanced um, body state. 
So people who have low heart rate variants tend to have higher incidences of um, diabetes, uh, um, more likely to be obese, more likely to have um, uh, ineffective stress responses. People with PTSD have very, very low heart rate variability. Um, mm -hmm. So, and it's also connected with how well, how quickly you come out of stress states. So, for example, um, I'm a lot better now, but previously, um, one of my triggers is sirens and loud cars because they would wake Timo up because um, he was always in such a light sleep because he was in pain. So he woke up very easily. And we lived on a main road and motorbikes would rev their engines. He would wake and start screaming and I would fall apart because I'd spent two hours trying to get him to sleep mm -hmm. and it was all going to happen again. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I, two years later, I still react poorly to them. Um, mm, mine is dog barks. Oh yeah, and I have a dog. You have a dog, sure. That barks a lot. I get. Yeah. So does my husband. We both get extreme stress responses to the dog barking, and it's yeah. Part of the reason we moved house to get him away from the house that triggers his barking so much. Turns out though, he just has like a resting amount that he likes to bark because he now barks at nothing in the new house. <laughs> Anyways, oh. we're getting over it. Anyways, moving yeah, on. <laughs> figuring it out. Um. Yes. Yeah, so I had a train of thought that I have lost. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. I'm not that sorry. I was talking about... No, good. Perfect. <laughs> that works for me. Um, anyway, so you're talking so, about sirens um, and how they trigger triggers, your stress response. Yes. So I used to just go into a full, like, full-blown panic attack and mm. it would I would be in a heightened stress state for half the day. Now yep. it's maybe like 15 minutes, which is in my mind still too long because I literally live on a main road and it happens constantly. So yes. um, I want I wanted to try and learn how to control and reduce um, mm. reduce that um, because of it, like I mean it's not that debilitating like I'm sure I could yeah. I could live life but if it can be better why not try yeah so What's our mantra um, thrive not survive exactly love it mm -hmm. so um, there's lots of ways you can do that like you don't need a device um, I just wanted to but so like ways numbers. you can do it more we love numbers um, Exactly. You can do it like meditation is been like research, like evidence, like evidence has shown that meditation can improve your heart rate variability. Um, uh, um, what's it called? Martial arts, um, mm -hmm. things like Tai Chi, things like Qigong, um, mm -hmm. yoga, all types of martial arts, Yo yoga, there's heaps of research on yoga, um, meditation mm -hmm. in general. Um, all of these things have been shown like scientifically through Western based um, read like scientific method to improve your mm -hmm. heart rate variability. So, um, and just exercise in general as well, but those things specifically. Um, so I've been running cause my husband trail runs and he's been gently encouraging me to do this for ever. I finally started in the last like six months or so taking it seriously and I'm really enjoying it, which my face That's doesn't strange. and my voice doesn't sound like I am because mm -hmm. I don't identify as a runner. Like, Ew. Mm. but I, I love it it's gross but I really like it I'm, so, I'm very proud of you oh I told my grandma and she's like why <laughs> and I'm like I, I, grandma, I, 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 like I agree you. with you yeah, I'm like I agree why? with you grandma. I know but this uh, anyway but, but grandma so, like endorphins really like counteract that like negative um, effects true. of anxiety they I don't know do they interact with serotonin like you know how we like, oh, I'm on a serotonin reuptake inhibitor, but you're yeah. on a norepinephrine? I'm on SNRI, yes, yeah, uh, serotonin yeah. and norepinephrine, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. So anyways. yes. So um, so I've I've only done two sessions with this trainer, and I'm there's a um, availability. I asked on my yeah. I asked my Instagram peoples whether that's something they're interested in hearing more about. So I'm gonna update everyone as I go along. So I've done two sessions. I did one session um, with the guided meditation, and I maintained. Um, coherent is what they call it when you have like high heart rate variability mm. and maintain coherence. I mean, I did really intentional breathing um, the whole time, so that was exciting. Mm-hmm. But I could I could get into the green zone, which is where you want to try and get. Oh. Um, and then I decided to do a baseline where I just clipped it on and went about my day for five minutes um, without doing my meditative breathing. Um, mm-hmm. And it wasn't too bad. I expected it to be worse, but it was about thirty percent dysregulated. 30% moderate and then 30% regulated. So, oh my god. Better than I than I thought, but there's room for improvement. I shudder to so, think what mine would look like. Oh, I you really do. Come, come come to Brisbane and I can you can it's a little <laughs> ear thing. You can shove it on with me. Wait, it um, goes in your ear? Yeah, apparently it's You a, can get interbeat intervals from your ear? Yeah. So like Here's the thing, like, one, I wish I knew about this, like, years ago because it's taken me Mm. a long time to even get on board with breathing and, like, someone had to really Mm. explain the science behind how breathing out longer than you breathe in activates the parasympathetic nervous system because if you breathe too fast, your um, sympathetic nervous system is activated and that's your fight-or-flight mode and parasympathetic Mm -hmm. is your chill mode. Um, Mm -hmm. So I wish someone had told me that beforehand because I'm the gadgety person and I'm really shocked that Mm. you have a gadget that I don't. Because, <laughs> um, like, hi, I program robots for like a living. Um, I'll send you the link. Actually, you have a huge following. Yeah. Reach out to HeartMath. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> guys, this podcast, this podcast not is sponsored. not sponsored by HeartMath. Do you know what? Yes. You'll love this. The hilarious thing is that so <laughs> I found it. Um, I had to, they don't, the website doesn't deliver to Australia directly. So I had to get mm. it through a, oh, God. a company that, One of yeah, those. it all worked out. But the best thing is, so the marketing is all like hippy dippy. Like oh, weird, damn. like, and it's okay though because the device itself works. I know, um, but they're not doing themselves any favors. They should uh, be trying well, to get the people like me. You'd think, you'd think so, right? But like the hilarious thing, I went onto the site after having done all of my research into the science of it all. But if I'd only gone to their website, I'd be like, nah, because it's all about mm. like coherence and inner balance and like heart. Oh my god. Like, and which that's is, the fluffy is, stuff of mindfulness that I don't like, and like that's you know, exactly right. Need the science. I'll, I'll have you. To ch- I'll have you check out the website, and you'll. It's hilarious. Yeah, but the the science is sound. Like it's yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it's all of the science behind breathing, why breathing works, because yeah. it taps into our vagal tone. So I'll give mm. a bit of a spiel of the notes that I wrote, just to have all okay. our science-minded people um, have a bit of the science behind how and why it works. So heart rate variability is the physiological phenomenon of variation in the time interval between our heartbeats. So like I said earlier, mm-hmm. so it's the variation between the beat to beat intervals. The higher it is, the more regulated and balanced your emotional responses and your general body health tends to be. So um, it's a really good index and a way to measure our, how our nervous system is responding to um, external information from the world. So it's been shown to be relevant in emotion regulation, decision-making, attention. Um, and you tend to be better in all of those situations, the higher your HRV mm-hmm. is. The lower your HRV is, you tend to have less effective attention, poorer decision-making and poorer emotion mm-hmm. regulation. 
So this is also chronically anxious people you are that brain fog you're experiencing it can go away exactly Um, exactly so um vagal tone um so our vagus nerve is a nerve in our neck um and head and actually runs all the way through our body and is highly um connected to and linked with most of our organs um and so it is a really good way to um kind of understand vagal tone is um it represents the activity of the vagal nerve. So um, it's a biological process. Um, it's a way to describe how our vagus nerve is responding to things. So increasing a vag- vagal, um, increasing vagal tone is more likely to activate parasympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system, which is our chill mode. So when we activate our vagal nerve, I mean, accurate, it's what tells our body, <laughs> calm down, there's no more threat. Like we can go back to doing the things that aren't totally essential for survival, like digesting hmm. food. So when oh um, one of the yeah. yeah one of the reasons if you're really really anxious or stressed about things, often your hunger goes away um, mm. because your body's like great supreme threat happening. Let's not worry about digestion or hunger because we need to just survive right now. So we don't need mm-hmm. to be worrying about trying to feed you because we need you to survive in this minute. We don't care whether you're going to survive in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, your gut is being like in like. Uh, like there's like an influx of serotonin just being like smashed into your gut because there are serotonin receptors in your stomach, which is also mm-hmm. why anxious bellies are a thing. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Per- yeah, perfect example. So um, increasing vagal tone activates our chill mode. Um, having higher vagal tone means that your body can um, come down from stress faster. It means you're more mm-hmm. easily able to activate your parasympathetic nervous system. You're more easily able to tell your body, okay, time to calm down now. So, um, yeah, like I said, low heart rate variability, low vagal turn is often a sign of either current or future health issues uh, because your body is less resilient to facing and facing struggles and then coming down from challenges once you've experienced them. So, yeah, research has shown that yoga, meditation, all these things, um, long-term, particularly long-term use or long-term practice, um, have, you have better vagal tone which makes sense. The more you practice something, the better at it you are. Um, mm-hmm. So, And that's exactly the logic of this heart rate variability trainer in that if... So basically it's like it's biofeedback. So mm-hmm. I could do everything I'm doing with this trainer just by meditating three times a day mm-hmm. or twice a day or once a day. The key difference for me um, is that this gives me a... Um, replicable way of measuring my data as um, Kristen says we're we're nerdy gadget numbers people and we like to be able to measure these things so obviously and um, if I just did meditation and wrote down how I felt that would be another way of doing it but this is a really cool way for me to track um, the actual stats of how my body is responding and as I shared in my um, stories yesterday one of the things that I had struggled with is that um, in therapy I'd done lots of talking and exploring how which was important for me exploring my trauma response and my experience of postnatal anxiety and depression Um, and that's really valuable but one thing I struggled with was that even though I was happy to talk and share and really comfortable with how and why things happened the way they did my body still reacted like like mm-hmm. haywire, things went crazy every time I heard a siren, or mm-hmm. every time I heard a baby crying. Um, like I just, 
couldn't calm my body down, even though I would be like, it's okay. It's like I'd do all of the positive affirmations and the, the um, self-talk and all of the CBT strategies that my therapist and I had worked with, um, but my body was still losing it. And in this book that I've been reading, um, The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk, it's all about how trauma is a physiological and a psychological um, mm -hmm. issue that the body retains the experience of stress. And so you can do all of the talk therapy in the world that you want to, but you need to focus on your physiological responses. I mean, he talks mm -hmm. about heart rate variability training. He does say that yoga is probably better, I imagine, because of mm -hmm. the exercise as well. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't have time to do running and yoga. And I'm a nerd and I wanted to do mm -hmm. something cool and technical. So, mm -hmm. um, and I think what I'm doing. Um, I think one of the important things to know about like the body holding on to trauma as well is that it's um, the neural pathway is strengthened. So yeah. the reason that a trigger is so quick and so effective at like freaking you out is because that neural pathway has been used over and over and over again and it's really strong and it's really short. So it happens really quickly. And I guess mm -hmm. um, when people say they need to break a habit or a behavior, they actually need to break that neural pathway so that it's not as easy to connect um, yeah. or you know, to behavior. Yeah, exactly. So that's definitely a thing. And I really like this idea of the heart rate variability because it'll work for the people that want to see something mm. actually happening. happening. For a lot of people, yeah. mindfulness is just like this like change in life. It's like, um, you know, like you've got fad diets that are meant to be quick fixes and then you've got like long-term behavioral change um with anxiety and things like that mindfulness is this long-term behavioral change where you can't actually see it happening and the short-term behavioral change is benzodiazepines um mm -hmm. because they just flatten you immediately right like and we don't yeah. not not ideal we don't take those unless it's for acute situations and we don't want to rely on them because uh, hey they're really addictive and they're not good for our bodies mindfulness much better but you can't see the work that mindfulness is doing over a long period of time you can't even see it happen during the one mindfulness session and you like mm. you can feel it but also people don't have that level of introspection especially when they're living in such a heightened state of anxiety so having something to look at see how those numbers change within like a five minute first session can be really motivating seeing things can be super motivating for humans this is like really exactly. basic human psychology like so like i don't know first year like behavioral psychology i don't know what it is um but this can be really helpful so i'm shocked that i hadn't heard about it before um shocked happy, that I happy to introduce yet. you yeah i know i, I imagine you'll have one baffled. next week um <laughs> i have a problem <laughs> <laughs> it's fine you have your biases we all do um, but yeah, so that you're exactly right. And that's what I'm really interested in. Um, partly mm -hmm. because I'm really keen on the numbers and meditate. So I meditated a lot during my pregnancy and I found it so mm. beneficial and fully intended to continue it, but the wheels fell off so hardcore. Mm -mm. Um, they always um, do. Oh, totally. So yeah, I'm really keen to get back into it. Um, and yeah, I'm really interested to see and like track it as it changes. Yeah, I'm hopefully, keen to hopefully find as it more. changes. Hmm. It will change because you're like you're now getting like you're building a habit, you're building this process like it's working for me too, but like I'm not using the heart rate variability so it's taken me a long time to even come around to it. Um and I still haven't quite made it a habit to do like guided meditations every day, but when I do like I learn new like skills to help my body mm. calm down every time I do a guided meditation. Um 
so yeah, it's like, it's just like another mantra to tell myself, like, you know, telling myself I am calm, I am safe, I am like in control of my anxiety when I start to feel it careen and I start to feel my thoughts like become negative and overwhelmed. Even that's just enough. So like coupling that with like numbers that actually show you how it works. I'm really interested to see your review in a few weeks or months mm. to see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I look forward to sharing. Very cool. Woohoo. Well, Siobhan, I think that might be us for today. Um, I think so. We're very good at keeping them short at the moment. I'm proud of I us. Know. Me too. <laughs> I hope you guys are proud too. Let us know if you want them longer um, or if you like the short hot takes we've been doing because we are um, very confused about what we actually like doing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, maybe you should tell us because um, we have an Instagram now and you can we slide do. into our DMs there. Uh, it's at Parenting Unpacked Podcast. Um, we've technically got a TikTok too, but I don't, I should be better on it, but I'm not. I spin a lot of plates at once. This is very true. Uh, but anyways, we will catch you in the next episode or on our socials where we are forever posting content in your faces. Um, yeah. <laughs> Until next time. See, ya. See you later. Bye. Bye.